Good morning, New Life at Calvary. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> we welcome you this second Sunday in November, which has been designated as Men's Sunday or Men's Day. We are so happy that you're able to join us in person, online, and on Facebook and on the NLAC app. I know it's been a. I know we still have people coming in because the weather was not very cooperative this morning. I think everybody was surprised. But in any event, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the gathering us in our safe place, our gymnasium, or gymnarium, surrounding us with your power. Oh Lord, let no evil enter this place and let your love and your power be with us. We welcome you all. If you are new or a first-time visitor, we encourage you to fill out our guest card so that we may be able to provide you with additional information and contact you about our church ministries and what we can do or how we can help you. Lord, we ask that you anoint the speaker, Reverend Goodman, today and pour out your spirit and on, of wisdom and knowledge. Let him speak to the truth with the power and love. Speak to each and every one of our hearts. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's please join the men as we sing our first song, There Is No Failure.
morning, family. How my brothers and sisters in Christ doing? Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap this morning. He is so worthy. God is so good, so, so good. You know, that song that uh, we just sung, uh, we just sung, Rejoicing Because God is Going to Restore, that's just an awesome thought, ain't it? How God continues to bless us and continues to build us up and continues to strengthen us and restore those things that we lost in our past misunderstanding and our past move towards the kingdom. Uh, If y'all will, join me in prayer this morning. Glory, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord God, with so much gratitude and so much love, Lord God. We come honoring you, God, for your graciousness, Lord God. We come honoring you, Lord God, for all the gifts that you bestowed upon us, Lord God. We thank you for continuing to prosper us, Lord God. We thank you for your provision, Lord God. We thank you that you continue to develop us, Lord God. And we thank you for how you continue to glorify yourself in our life, in our circumstances, and in our situation, Lord God. We owe you so much, Lord God. And we cannot repay any of it, Lord God. We thank you for that blood that you shed on Capri, Lord God, to redeem us and bring us back to you, Lord God. That blood that makes us all one family, Lord God. That blood that makes everybody in this congregation, Lord God, brothers and sisters, Lord God, because we all have the same daddy. And we are so gracious and so grateful, Lord God, for just that recognition, Lord God, for recognizing that you continue, Lord God, to draw us closer to you and you continue to draw us closer to each other, Lord God. We just ask, Lord God, this day that you forgive us for any shortcomings in our lives, Lord God. Any area where we've fallen short of your glory, Lord God, we ask that you forgive us. We ask that you let your mercy and grace be extended unto us, Lord God. We ask that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness and continue to renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this day. This is a day that you have made. We do rejoice and are glad in it, Lord God. And we just ask, Lord God, that you just let your presence be here with us, Lord God, as we attempt, Lord God, in our feeble efforts to worship you, Lord God. We just ask, Lord God, that you let your presence be here, Lord God, to anoint the band bringing the word, Lord God. We ask that you continue to bless this church body, Lord God, blessing it in a mighty and an awesome and a magnificent way, Lord God, so that we can continue to acknowledge and glorify you, Lord God, and so that people may be drawn to Christ and to the kingdom, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you just bless this sin-sick world, Lord God. So much is happening in the world today, Lord God, and a lot of times we desire, Lord God, to pray for change, Lord God, but I pray that you change us, Lord God, that you change us, Lord God, so that we can be an example of you and so that we can glorify you, Lord God, in this sin-sick world in hopes, Lord God, that others may be saved, Lord God. We pray 
for every family represented here, Lord God. We ask that you bless every unsaved one, Lord God, and every family represented here, Lord God, and just continue to draw them closer to you as you continue to draw us closer to you, Lord God. Glory, hallelujah. I'm looking for this paper, Lord God, that my brother just gave me with the sick, some of our sick and shut-in people, Lord God, and I put it somewhere. But Father, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, we ask that you bless every sick individual, Lord God, who is a part of this congregation, Lord God. We plead the blood of the precious Lamb and Savior over every sick individual, Lord God, who is a part of this congregation, and not only a part of this congregation, Lord God, but we plead the blood over every family member, Lord God, that is a part of this congregation, Lord God, who is suffering any kind of way, Lord God, with any illness, with any misfortune, Lord God, we ask that you raise them up, Lord God. We ask that you glorify yourself in their situation and in their circumstance as only you can, Lord God. As I close this prayer, Lord God, I close it just giving you the honor, Lord God, and again, asking that you let your presence be here with us in a mighty and a profound way, Lord God. Let every man and woman here get what you have for him here today, Lord God, because we know that you have a message for us, Lord God. We know that you have a corporal message for us as a group, and we know that you have an individual message for us, Lord God. So open our spirits, open our hearts, and open our minds, Lord God, so that we can receive and so that we can be guided by and so that we can understand what you are saying to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to have a video. Uh, it's going to be a video. Uh, a, a video. Uh, give my honor to our veterans. So let's do that. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm moving a little too fast. Okay. Let's do the church's purpose. Let's, if everybody, uh, Stand with me and let the people come in who are entering the building. Praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Let's get the Lord another hand clap, y'all. Let's give him two hand claps because that's how good he is. He deserves us to clap all day. <laughs> really. Praise the Lord. The people have entered the building. and Let's do the church's purpose. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Okay. Okay.
I'm going to ask y'all to bear with me one minute here. Just one minute. And I want to uh, uh, lift up some people in prayer that I missed. You know, God knows who they are, but I still want to lift them up in prayer because my brother, he making sure that I remember. And thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. Um, are y'all ready? Heavenly Father, we lift up Anna's family to you, Lord God. We just plead the blood over Anna's family, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, that you heal and bless, Lord God, as only you can, Lord God, with gloriousness, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you just bless Alfred, Alfred, who's here every day, Lord God, who's just here, Lord God, just seeking uh, just to fellowship with us, Lord God. We just ask that you bless him, Lord God, and it's trying time, Lord God, and we ask that you just continue to let your glory be manifested in all of these families' lives and situations. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, the video. Video? Okay, wait a minute. All right. I'll get out the way then.
Wow, what a moving video. You know, uh, this country is not everything we would like it to be. But I agree when they say it's one of the greatest nations around. And um, the men and the women who served, we owe them some recognition always because they fought and they strive to make this country what it is. So if our veterans would please stand up. Everybody who's a veteran, please stand up. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I, I ain't gotta tell y'all to give them I ain't gotta tell y'all to give them a salute and an applause. Because y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. These are the people who had in their hearts and their minds to go and do something to make this this country that we live in better than it was yesterday. And we thank them and we salute them. In Jesus' name. Now, but the word of God. Greetings, saints, and good morning. I'm retired U.S. Air Force veteran, Vietnam era. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our scripture reading for the day comes from the Old Testament. That's Genesis 1, 26 and 27, Genesis 2 and 7, and Psalms 8, 4 through 5. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 2, 7. Now the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Psalm 8, 4 and 5. What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. The New Testament reading comes from 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasting, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of ungodliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with such people. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen.
So we're going to give God offering, give a portion back to what he's given to us. But as a reminder, today is the second Sunday, and on the second Sunday is a special offering that we provide to our prison ministry. Now, in doing that, we all maybe know that our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated, they need personal hygiene products, and it's not free for them. So we like ask that you provide or help give towards that ministry today. We thank you in advance. Now, as our ushers come forward, we'll say a prayer of our offering. Dear God, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here on this Sunday, Lord, through the inclement weather, Lord. We just give you praise and worship. We praise and worship you through our giving right now, Lord. We thank you for all that you provide in our lives, not just monetarily, Lord, but through just health, Lord. We thank you in advance for that. Lord, we thank that you praise and we bless the giver and those who wasn't able to give this time. Lord, we ask that you bless them and increase their territory as well. And we pray this in the awesome and matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now, while the ushers are collecting offering, I'd like to go over some easy ways that you can give if you're not here in person. You can go to nlac.tv. You can give that way. That comes right to us. And you can establish an account that way as well, those who, who wants to give that way. You can also cash app us. A lot of folks like to play on their devices while they're in church. Well, you can play on that device and give to us that way too. And how you go about that is, it'll be the number sign, the number two, NLAC, and you can give that way or come directly to us as well. And for those who like to do it the old-fashioned way, you just want to drop by and say hello and give your offering that way, you can do so, or you can mail it in. And our address is 2020 East 79th Street, that's Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. We thank you again for your generous giving to uplift the kingdom of God. Thank you again. Now we'll be blessed by our choir, men's choir. Thank you.
Good morning. Turn the mic on. God bless you all. Can everybody hear me in the back? Hello, hello. Okay. Well, I'm the introducer of our speaker for the day, Reverend Charlie W. Goodman, Jr. is a committed and passionate man of God who have been blessed to lead the Glenville Church of God of Cleveland, Ohio, as senior pastor for 40 years. Amen. Knowing that God had called him to pastor pastoral ministry, Pastor Goodman was compelled over 40 years ago to do what God had required him to do. He has been on the battlefield for the Lord fervently preaching the gospel of the kingdom ever since. A native of Cleveland, Ohio, Pastor Goodman has proven to be a courage, courageous ministry and committed activist who is not ashamed of the gospel. This is every day for me. When I go to a restaurant or if I go to the mall or anywhere for that matter, Jesus has paid the price for all. So, all our targets for the love of God. Pastor Goodman is a graduate of Cleveland Glenville High School and inducted into the Hall of Fame. He serves as chaplain for E.F. Boyd and Son and for Strata's Funeral Home. Pastor Goodman earned a master's diploma from the Baptist Bible Institute. Moreover, he holds a certificate in meeting the human needs of people from the program that Case Western Reserve University and Ashland Theological Seminary collaborated. Pastor Goodman is a family man. He is a proud father of four daughters, seven grandchildren, five great-grandchildren. He gives God the glory for providing him the strength and the resources to raise two daughters as a single parent. In his, separate, in his spare time, Pastor Goodman enjoys reading black history and loves to travel. His favorite scripture from 
the Psalm 23.1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So we would just like to introduce Pastor Goodman here and now. Praise the Lord. Let me uh, thank Phil for that. Well, I call him Phil. Y'all call him my son. That's for that beautiful introduction. I want to thank Ruth. I don't know. I haven't met Ruth yet, but she got my Bible together for me because Phil told me that you studied from the New National Version of the Bible. I've been studying the King James Version, so I want you to follow, follow with you in what you're reading here today. I want to thank the pastors uh, for inviting me to, to be here. Thank Marvin. We used to be neighbors 105, I know, I know about 30 some years, 105, we were neighbors right across the street from each other, Pastor Rick and Toby. We also were neighbors together in East Cleveland, both day, our daughters come up together. Jerusha, Math, and my daughter, Edmund, they all came up, came up together. So we know, I'm no stranger here to this church. You allowed me to use these facilities. A few of my members passed. Our church was too small to hold them. Be so gracious and so kind to let us come here to this church so I'm truly grateful and thankful for this church for the, for the brotherly love amen, amen. I want to thank these veterans for your service I honor all veterans my heart goes out when I see veterans homeless nowhere to, nowhere to stay living in the streets and I think America owed them a debt to get them off them streets put money in their pocket and get them, get them, get them uh, where they can live in a nice, decent home. So that's what we need to be working on. I want to thank you, men. You look like good men. I enjoyed the singing. I enjoyed the playing. I just, I just having a hallelujah good time here this morning. I told Phil to bring me a chair just in case I got tired. I'm dealing with uh, COPD, chronic obstruction luminary disease. I was Dr. Hunter had invited me to go to a Cavs game. I, almost four years ago and he told me he said well listen, what we're going to do is this we're going to pick me up we go to East Cleveland Rapid take the rapid downtown to Tower City then we'll walk over to the queue now I've never I've never done this before going over wasn't too bad but once I got to the queue you got to walk halfway around the queue to your seat well coming back coming back it was like elevated coming back well nobody walked but two old men Okay, I got so tired I almost fainted. He got nervous and scared, so I started doing testing, 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 and found out as I come up with COPD. So if I got to sit down, don't y'all forgive me if I have to sit down. Amen. I was just telling Marvin we were supposed to got together and met, but one of my deacons, he was at the church before I got there. I've been there forty years. He was there before I got there. He had a stroke. He lives in Hudson. So I had to go to Hudson, no, I had to go to Akron. He had to put him in the hospital in Akron. Uh, Summa, Summa Health System over there in Akron. It used to be Old City Hospital. Had to go see about him. A couple of days later, his sisters came in from Arizona. We supposed to got together again, but had to go pick him up from the airport. And so this is a long story. We finally got together with all this high technology. We was able to get things together, so I'm grateful and thankful. Thank you, brother, for doing those scriptures reading for me. Thank you, too. Give him a nice hand of praise. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, let me say that. 
in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, this is the Godhead. Jesus is saying to the Godhead, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. But God didn't make man until Genesis 2 and 7, where he says, he breathed his man's nostrils, and man became a living soul. But God gave man dominion, power, authority, gave us intelligence. And that's something you and I must use our intelligence. I sit and watch the male chorus sing and watch this great church. This is what our young children need to see, great men and women of God. It's okay to like a rapper. It's okay like a football player or any athlete. But you want to see real men of God in the church. You know, the church is our culture. We all was brought up in the church. You know, every Sunday, well, you're you going to be in church. If you didn't go, when I was a kid, you didn't go to church on Sunday, you didn't go outside. We, we, had to, we, had to, we, we, we were made to put money in our pockets to give in church. We've been taught to give when we were kids. How to pray, how to live. You know, when I was coming up, I couldn't wait to get out of my mother and father's house. Now you can't get the kids out. Can't get them out now. Oh, no. Uh-uh. We couldn't wait to get out because certain things you couldn't do. So God gave us the intelligence and the ability to do what we had to do. And first of all, before you and I can confront anything, anything in this time that we're living in, we must put on the whole armor of God. Before a football player go on the field, he put his helmet on, shoulder pads, put on his spikes, police officer put on his badge, his, his camera, his weapon, his billy club, his handcuffs. Before a hockey player go out, he had certain things he got to do, boxers. Before Christians go out, we got to put on our armor that we may be able to stand in these last days. And let me just thank all of you for going out to vote. Oh, I thank you so much for going out to vote. You know, Dr. King said, there's power in that ballot. Frederick Douglass said there's three boxes we can't do without. The jury box, the voting box, and the cartridge box. There was a story about a preacher. He was preaching in church. He was got the hooping. He's talking about how good Jesus is and how you can trust him, how you can depend on him. You don't want for nothing. Oh, he's always there for you. He got so happy, his robe went up, and the deacon saw a pistol stuck down in his belt. So after service, oh, he asked the pastor, I thought you said trust in the Lord. He'll be there with you in bad times, hard times, stress, trials, tribulation. He said, yeah. He said, but why got that pistol, pastor? He said, the pistol hold him till the Lord get down. <laughs> We living, we living, we living in, we living in times now where the governor, divine, divine, he passed a law. Anyone 18 years old and no record can go buy a firearm. No training, no license, and can have that firearm concealed. That's why I don't try to argue at no one. I don't blow my horn at no one. I've got a lot of patience. Because these young folk now is on the edge. 
Okay? Now, who is that law hurting? People of color. Let the police stop you. I don't care if you, don't care if you guys are concealed. If you're going to jail or to the grave. So, therefore, that's why it's so important. He got back in, but I didn't vote for him. Okay? Use our, our power in that voting power. That's what we got going on here today. So, therefore, I don't tell people who to vote for. You know, you know who's thinking about you. I was thinking the other day, you take an average family, a single person, single citizen like I am, and say you're on, you're on a Social Security SSI. I think the most you get in some cases is $840. Who can live off $840? You just don't know how people are struggling out here. How, how difficult it is for a mother. And let me say a lot of mothers don't have the fathers in the homes. I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. And well, these fathers both been bragging about what they got. I mean, now you take care of your children? You take care of your household? That's what real men do. Real men take care of their household. Real men are the protector of their household. Real, real men spend time with their children. Okay? So, therefore, we need to, the church is obligated to take care of widows and orphans. That's why Jesus said that many years ago. Because he knows that how people are going to be struggling out here. You got programs that will help families pay their mortgage, pay their rent. But some of these people, they're so far gone. Mentally, you can't even talk to them. And then you need somebody to help you get the money because it's all tied up. So therefore, if you can help somebody, help somebody. I've done a lot of things in my life, but don't mean nothing if I ain't help someone. In my street there in East Cleveland, I was living on Idlewood. Let me tell you this story, too. I used to pray when I was a young fellow. I said, Jesus, give me a city. We got a black mayor, black judge, black police chief, black, black librarian, black superintendent of schools. Well, God answered my prayer. He gave me East Cleveland. And I started praying again, Lord Jesus, please send me some white people up in here. Please, please, please. So, what we did in East Cleveland, abandoned houses came up on our street. And the young guys wanted to sell drugs. They took over these houses. So the men got together. On the street, at a street club, out the street club. First, they put lights in the yard. The yard lights, the devil don't like light. Put lights in the yard. Then we all got together and with the police department and got those gentlemen out of those homes and had the city to board them up. Then there were a lot of abandoned buildings on the way our kids went to school. Forest Hills in Euclid there on the corner of Forest Hills in Superior and Euclid there. Too big, they torn down. Now, we got the city of, city of East Cleveland to give us the material and the equipment and some, lay, and some people to help us do this, we board those buildings up so our kids could be safe. See, some things men got to do. We got to stop waiting on other folks. Sometimes we got to do it. Be the truth that we want. We got to set an example. 105. Where my church is at. I grew up in Glenville neighborhood. You had to ask about the stores. And what would happen, a welfare mother got children. She would get her check. She go in the store, buy drug, first of all, she sell her stamps. Then she buy drug, paraphernalia. That's what you paraphernalia is, what you use the drugs out. You don't know what the paraphernalia is, but what you use drugs out of paraphernalia. Then you go outside with the drug guys out and you buy the drugs. Now, this mother is hurting herself, but by all means, she's hurting her children. 
the men got together, clergy. And we got those men that sold stores, stopped selling drill paraphernalia, stopped those young guys from hanging around the stores there. 105, what they're doing now, it's been years ago when we did this here. But some things men got to do. We got to stand up and be men. Men, certain things we have to do. And when they see men standing up, change take place. Now, like I said, some of you brethren, some of these, some of these mothers, single family homes, don't have a father. Be a mentor to their children. You know, take them a little time out and take them to the game or take them to the park or do something with other people's children. Okay? Because it's sad to come up in a household where there's no man in the household. I'm not, I'm not saying you do, do, do everything, but at least let them know you're concerned about them. Okay, now the arm of God, the Bible says here in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and his might and his power. Put on the full armor of God and you may take Stand against the devil's schemes. The devil's a schemer. He'll tell you how to do things. Gonna tell you what the end gonna be. I had a brother-in-law. Thank God he got saved and got in church. This brother could rob a bank. He could jump across the bank counter, jump back so quick the camera couldn't hardly catch him. I was watching news one day. <laughs> oh, that's John. That's John. <clears throat> but that man got in church. And change his life around. Because the devil told him, you can rob that bank, the camera ain't going to catch you. Oh, the camera's going to catch you. Okay? So the schemes of the devil. You know, Flip Wilson always said, the devil made me do it. No, the devil made you do all the stuff we do. No, you don't blame everything on the devil. It says here, for our, excuse me, for we stir up some against the flesh and blood but against the rulers, against authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. See everybody think, think demonic folk live in the inner city. No. They live in high places. From the White House to your house to my house. Okay, it says here, therefore, put on the whole arm of God, that when the days of evil come, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet filtered with the readiness that comes from the people of peace. You know, you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the whole arm of God, the shield of faith, the sword to bow of your hand. You can quench them by the God of Satan. We got to prepare ourselves. Every day we get up and our feet hit the, hit the floor, Satan always start trembling. Oh, them saints done got up. The saints done got up. In your neighborhood. You see something going wrong in your neighborhood? Call the police. I was, I was in my neighborhood now, and the lady was coming home, and she had a gas truck. She worked for the gas company, I guess. And I kept seeing the car parked on the tree line 
with cones in the back of it. I said, wow, there must be a lot of gas leaking out. Something's happening here. So I kept seeing about two, three days, and I figured it out. That's how he was parking. So I called police. Police made a move it. That's the way you bring your neighborhoods down. When you start allowing people park their cars on the tree line, the tree line belongs to the city, and your line is different. But you don't park on the tree line. That's how your neighbors start going down. Another family came in. They want to start selling drugs. What they would do, they live in a cul-de-sac. Cars pull up on our street, wait, they come out and they give what they got to get and they kept going. Oh, then we call the police for them and stop that. You can't be afraid. I'm not telling you to tell them you called. But be anonymous. <laughs> be anonymous. Now, don't come out and say I called, but now I don't do that. You got to tell them who called. <laughs> but get a call in. I was riding down Euclid one day and a man was getting beat down real bad. I wanted to help. All I can do is call 911. Give some help. See, what I'm trying to say is that we have to become more alert in our neighborhoods. We, we need to have what we call block watch. Everybody watch the block. Uh, the other neighbor I had on Idlewood Avenue I had some big 40-foot ladders in my backyard that I used to paint <clears throat> my house. And uh, so somebody stole my ladders. What about ladders? Now, she didn't see that. One day, my daughter was in Chicago going to school, and the kids were selling encyclopedias to help her go back to school. And so I told her, she said, well, Dad, you mind? This lady, she, she can't leave till Sunday. And if family can't pick up till Sunday, you mind? She spent the night. I said, yeah, she can spend the night. She said, she spend the night. And when Sunday came, I had to go to church. I said, well, honey, you come sit on the on." My porch, so you rag it here. Oh, that lady called everybody. Reverend, got that tender? Did y'all see her? Right down his porch. Brother, you didn't see that 40 foot ladder when you see that woman out here, though. See, people see what they want to see. Another time, I was moving. And the same lady I picked Arizona, she told me, so listen, all them nice glass you got, go to the state store. By empty box where they put the liquor in. You don't know about this. They put the liquor down some slots in a box, put them down where they won't hit each other and break. Say, get those boxes and put your glasses in. There. That's what I do. So I go and got, got about 10 boxes. People help me carry them. Girl, I saw a pastor. He had about 10 cases of liquor. You all assume him. People love, see, but you don't know what you're saying, though. You make up stuff. So you got to be very, very careful. And I know I was in the grocery store. I, everybody knew this lady in our neighborhood. She was on drugs. And she said, Pastor, please get me home. I said, oh, God. If I put you in my car, I'll be the worst person in, on the neighborhood. <laughs> then I asked myself, what would Jesus do? What, what would Jesus do? When Jesus came home? And that's what I did. That's what I did. So sometimes we got to reach out, show compassion. Only by the grace of God, we're not caught up in this fed and all thing. 105 years ago, black men and women OD'd off heroin. Dead 105. Folk up and rob them. Now, with this fed and all, a lot of white folk on fed and all. They tell them, no case, turn into the police department and go on about your business. See, things change when folk of color get caught up in certain things. There's more black men right now in the penitentiary that was in slavery. And what like, you got two justice systems for black men. I tell black folk, we too poor to get in trouble. We too poor, we can't get no bond. Thank God they're trying to do something with this bond thing now. You can be in jail, you're supposed to be innocent, proven guilty. 
Now you're guilty, true, innocent. They leave you in jail with no bond. We ain't got that kind of money. Therefore, we got to be able to go out here and vote. You take this as judge, Pinky. I like Pinky. But they done suspended her, her judgeship. But she was doing some things in court she shouldn't have been doing. It's hard to get these jobs. And when you, especially with people of color, you got to make sure you're the best there is. Dr. King said, whatever you do in life, be the best you can be. Your streets people be the best. They might not like you, but they like the work that you do. So whatever I do in life, I try to make it my business to be the best. I give the best of my service. To confront these culture this society, they have our armor on. Galatians 6 chapter verse 1 says, you see a brother caught in a fault, let our spirit go and restore him. We're supposed to be restorers of men. You fall down, help you get back up. The world says, I got mine, you get yours. No, Jesus said, I got them to help you get yours. We help one another. How better off we would be. Stop being jealous and angry and hating on folk. Try to help folk. What God got for you, a demon in hell can't take your blessing from you. That blessing got your name on it. I got some jealous neighbors. This is my brother-in-law, really. I've been knowing him many years. Uh, back in the day, about at least 50 years ago, I used to sell marijuana. So since he don't know how I'm making it today, he tells folks, he still got that weed money. He still got that. And you're kind of fool as you, man. But see, if folk can't figure out what you're doing, they'll make up some on you. They'll make up some on you. Just don't let that make up lie become the truth. Don't tell folk what you got. I said, don't be for God on that son, y'all saying? About the faith in God. God on my side. How would I could have made it? I never would have could have made it. Oh, okay. Thank you, brother. You see me trying to wrap with this podium. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I never would have made it. Would have made it if God wasn't on my side. So, therefore, don't tell everybody your business. Thank God for what you got. I tell people, every Christian I know, if you ain't blessed now, you will be. Because God wants you to have a testimony. He wants you to tell folk, I was broke and God provided for me. I was sick and God healed me. I was naked and God clothed me. I was lonely and God was my company keeper. He wants you to tell somebody what he's done for you. I'm like that songwriter, hold my mule, I shout. Look what God done done for you. Nobody did it but God. I told my grandkids years ago, I was buying Christmas gifts. They weren't in church, had got baptized. Let me tell y'all something. All my money come from God. If y'all any more of my money, you better get in church, get saved, and get baptized. Every last one of them in church. Everybody got baptized. Because that's God's money. That's God's money. Now, if you want me to keep giving you my money from God, you got to get in the church where my money come from. I thank God for that. I just, uh, I thank God for you brothers and sisters out here, you young girls and young boys. I want y'all to see these men. Okay, so like, thank you. Let me know what I'm doing. I want the people to hear me. <laughs> thank you. I know I talk loud, but it wasn't loud enough. I want you young boys and girls, you come to church, you see these men and women here, let them be a light to your path. Let's see how God has blessed them. 
Look how everything has been great all our, all our lives. We worked hard to get what we have. We worked hard to get what we have. And I ain't going to give mine away. I'm not going to get ready to do it. I'm not going to let the schemes of the devil cause me to get myself in the world of trouble. Look at Job. Job, the Bible says, was a perfect man. That means he was perfect without sin. He's a perfect man to come to the word of God, trusting in God. Satan attacked him. But he couldn't attack him as God allowed him to. What did he do when he first attacked him? He attacked his wealth. Attacked his wealth. Then what did he do? Attacked his family. Took his children's life. Took his wealth. Then what did he do next time? Carbon had a domestic problem. Job, why don't you go and curse God and die? So glad Job didn't do what Adam did. He didn't do what Adam did. Adam, he told Adam to eat from, from eat, go on and eat. Adam ate. We've been eating out of a woman's hand ever since. Uh, but Job, 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 Job didn't do it. And yet what happened next? He caused Job to get sore balls, sick, sore through the top of his head, caused his friends to turn their back on him. But Job never cursed God. He cursed the day he was born, but he never cursed God. And that's what you and I got to do. I don't care if you lose our house, our car, we get sick. Just like you take me now. I can't go to the grocery store and walk around no more. I got to catch one of those electric carts. I don't care. I get an electric cart and go on about my business. You can't let nothing stop you. You got to keep on moving, okay? So therefore, we're going to be tried. We're going to go through some things in line. But, but, but Romans 8, chapter verse 31 says that we are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Nothing we can't conquer, okay? If you put your trust in God, men have to be, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a boy, I talked like a boy. I thought like a boy. I reasoned like a boy. When I became a man, I put away childish things. And that's what some of us got to do, put away childish things. You ain't young like you used to be. That old fine young lady up there calling you, honey, baby, sweetie. What, you going to be a sugar daddy? You know what your age is. You a man. You know, you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to do that. I was telling my daughter, my daughter is assistant principal in school. I was up in D.C. and I went to one of their teacher's birthday parties, a nice, beautiful place. And one of her friends kind of like said, Daddy, she like you. No, she don't like me. She likes what she think I got. <laughs> that's what that's about. Don't be foolish. God never lives. He's 73 years. What do I need somebody 25? <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you like it is. I'm just telling you like it is. You, you men, I guess I ain't man, men. I, I, I told her. Uh, I told my cousin when this, this, this uh, virus came out, I said, listen, he was single. Cut the dating out. I said, cut the dating out. This virus is serious. No, nah, uh, no, 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 no. Two old batteries can't jump each other. Two old batteries can't jump each other. That's okay. Okay. That's what he said now. I'm telling you what he said. <laughs> the virus came out in 2020. He was dead February 21. 
So certain things, you got, you got, that's why God gave us wisdom. Huh? Ain't nothing more important in your life. All the dating sites stopped. They said all of them shut down. Everything shut down when the virus hit. As a matter of fact, the virus has hurt a lot of businesses, a lot of people. We're just now trying to come back. I know a lot of people died from the coronavirus. Some folks said they ain't getting the shot because they gave folks syphilis down in Alabama. They didn't get folks up in Alabama. They wouldn't give them no cure. The medicine healed them from it. Let's study our history. They're trying to take history out of school now. Okay? They, they, they're trying to some of them got white replacement theory, conspiracies. We ain't trying to replace no one. We are trying to be the best. All cultures out here, you got to be the best you can be. Be the best self you can be. And they're going to hire the best. As I come to a close, man, in the book of Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 46, Jesus says, Why call me Lord, Lord? And don't do what I say. He talked about two builders. They one man built a house and he laid it on a foundation. Jesus said, Upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell did not prevail against the church, because it was built on a rock. And when the winds came and the waves be put upon this house, could not shake it, because the, the house was built on a rock. We, all of us must build our lives on a rock. That solid foundation. My brother Calvin sung a song. He said, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. When that ship docked and put the anchor out, winds blow away, it rocks it, but it ain't going to sink it. And that's how you and I must build our lives on that rock. But the other builder built his house on the sands. Winds came, way got bolsters, and the house fell. So don't build your house on the sand. Build your house on the rock. I don't care what you go through in life, what you face in life, what, what, what culture change you find in life. That's why Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. God bless you all. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It ain't all. Say my mic. Check. The mic ain't on, kid. Can you? to sing with the choir. We thank Pastor Goodman for his message. And if you want to get right with Christ, we'll come to you and pray with you today. Just give us a wave as the lay pastors and I come down the aisles and we'll take a moment to pray with you.
their mind. They took the time and prayed for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Pray. 
come to the time in our service where we pass the good news. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got some newlyweds in here today. Oh, is Zoe and Moses, could you stand up? <laughs> and then congratulations again. You've, you've started a new life and a new road together, a new journey. Yeah. God be with you. All right, um, we've got a couple of birthdays this 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 week coming up. We've got uh, Miss Edna Swoop, the, uh, the, the Cassandra's mother, my mother-in-law. <laughs> we also have Past Antonia. She's going to be celebrating her birthday in Jamaica with her family. Okay. Um, I know the, the announcements are probably going to be, they're going to be written up, they're going to be uh, online, they're also going to be phone tree, they're also in the back, uh, as you can see, uh, she's holding them up, so if you need the announcements, any written announcements, they're all there. Now, is there anything that hasn't been touched, that anyone wants to make an announcement right now? Good morning again. I'm going to ask, as you all know, uh, Calvary's Closet is going to be uh, going from the 15th through the 18th foot days or those. But anyway, I'm 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 actually humbly asking uh, all the congregation if anybody has the time to come aid and assist us Monday in preparing the clothes to get them out, labeling them, and all of that. We would really appreciate it, and any other help you could offer throughout the week. Uh, looking forward to some of you popping up and and helping out uh, this time around. Uh, I didn't do what I should have done. I'm going to do next time, and that's give everybody flyers in advance to get all the information out. But thank everybody for coming out to help. If you do, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Kirk? Uh, uh, Sister Ruth, where you at? Uh, Sister Ruth want, want all the men so we could take a picture <laughs> immediately after, after service. All right. Right up, right up front, man. Okay. Greetings. As far as the uh, Black Nativity trip is concerned, that's Friday, December 16th. The three tickets are gone. 
So anybody that wants to get another ticket, please contact me and we'll make arrangements if they are available. Thank you. That's $45 per person. Thank you. And that's December 16th, 7.30 show, Black Nativity at Caramu House. All right, then. Um, what we're going to do is uh, we've got a meal that's going to be served. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the prayer for the meal and also the benediction at the same time. So if you all would stand. Father, praise you for your friendships and family. Thank you for bringing us together today to share a meal. We are grateful for the time spent in fellowship together. Bless our appetites, both physical and spiritual, to honor you. We also want a blessing for the people and the hands that prepared our meal today. As we go into our benediction, may the Lord, our God, bless us all presents here to memorialize those who lived and died to preserve liberty and freedom in our nation and the world. May the Lord remember all those who sacrificed and gave this nation greatness and progress. May our memories of all those who have served in the armed forces be honorable and full of thanksgiving to the Lord and remember those who died in the service of our country, serving on land, in the air, or on the seas. Let us go forth into the world in peace and dedicated to you, Lord. Let us hold fast to what is good, remembering no person evil for evil. Strengthen the weak and hold the knee and afflicted. May the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord makes his face to shine upon us and be gracious. May the Lord lift his countenance upon us and give us peace this day and forevermore. Amen. Yeah.